but President Trump says it's his obligation to protect the nation's food supply. We're working with Tyson, which is one of the big companies in that world. And we always work with the farmers. There's plenty of supply. There's plenty of, as you know, there's plenty of supply. It's distribution, and we will uh, probably have that today uh, solved. It was a very unique circumstance because of liability. I would have never thought that ever in the United States, unless there was an act of war, you know, declared on us where we couldn't put people in packing plants, that we would ever, ever have an issue like this. And wow. Taking criticism from some Democrats that he would use the Defense Production Act to keep these meat processing plants open. So you, they, they want you want to kill the people. ...to produce testing supplies when they were needed by states. Francis. Now, Ron Charles and Fox Sports, thanks for the update. A major breakthrough this morning on testing that could prove key to reopening the economy. One big name is announcing a new effort to make its antibody tests available for everyone. NBC's Kate Snow has the latest. Lines down the street at City MD clinics in New York for a new blood test that looks for the presence of an antibody that builds up as a person recovers from COVID-19. I'm just curious if I had it because um, maybe it means that I can get back to work sooner. Honestly, I'm almost positive I had it. Quest Diagnostics is also offering that same antibody test direct to consumers. No need for a doctor's visit. Just go to one of 2,200 locations for a blood draw. GetQuestTest.com. People are screened first online to make sure they no longer have symptoms or have been near someone with symptoms for the past two weeks. Have you been exposed to anyone? Yes. Submit. Oh, this test is not right for you. I wasn't eligible, but my husband, who had a positive diagnostic test more than a week ago, is. It's been more than seven days since my diagnosis. Results come back in a day or two and will be shared with public health officials to help them track the virus. The results are more accurate than many of the early rapid tests, according to University of Washington researchers who've studied one of the systems also being used by Quest. This is a great test. One of the main outstanding questions is what level of antibodies do you need to be protected against being reinfected? Dozens of companies are working on antibody tests, but only seven are authorized by the FDA. The vast majority of tests that are on the market right now haven't undergone any formal review, and their reliability really ranges. Could they do more harm than good? I think the test could do more harm than good if you have a situation where people go out and get a test that says they have antibodies to coronavirus, so they might be more likely to engage in activity that would expose them to the virus. Still, accurate results will certainly help, and doctors encourage those who test positive to look into donating plasma. That could potentially save lives. Kate Snow, NBC News. Meantime, there is a worldwide race to develop an effective vaccine to fight coronavirus, and now human testing is expected to start in the United States. According to the Wall Street Journal, pharmaceutical giant Pfizer will begin testing its coronavirus vaccine in the United States as soon as next week. Meanwhile, in Europe, Oxford University say their vaccine is showing promise and could be ready by year's end. Here's NBC's Keir Simmons. For overstretched health workers, families torn apart, and shuttered businesses, a glimmer of hope. A group of scientists at the UK's Oxford University says a vaccine could be closer than has been predicted. Maybe even ready this year. We spoke to them as they prepared for trials. If you can have a vaccine in the next six months, it makes those other measures that any of us are suffering from at the moment, being isolated and not being able to interact, more worthwhile if there's an end in sight. 
And I think there is. Six months is much quicker than the time most have warned it will take. That is going to be at the earliest a year to a year and a half, no matter how fast you go. The faster timetable, they say, is because their vaccine has been in development for decades in an effort to stop other coronaviruses. Now it has been adjusted for immunity against COVID-19 and tested on six monkeys at the Rocky Mountain Laboratories in Montana. After exposure to the virus, they report the monkeys did not get sick. And earlier versions of the vaccine have already been tested in humans. We have a good idea of what type of immunity it produces. Meanwhile, manufacturers are getting ready. Millipore Sigma in Massachusetts telling NBC News they're preparing to scale up production of the vaccine and make it faster. If more trials are successful, the first batches could be ready in Europe by September. How many doses of vaccine do you We are aiming to make not millions, probably not tens of millions, but ideally hundreds of millions of doses of this vaccine. Many companies are racing to develop a vaccine. It's crucial that it's effective and safe. That's why experts are urging caution as well as optimism. Keir Simmons, NBC News, London. Well, much of the country is brought to a standstill. Spring storms are still moving at full force. Tornado sirens blaring over Little Rock, Arkansas, as severe weather spans from Texas up to Illinois. As the storms move east, cities are being hit by damaging winds and hail. In St. Louis, part of a roof collapsed onto a car, and more than 80,000 people have lost power. Well, and tracking it all for us is NBC meteorologist Janessa Webb. Let's check in with her. Good morning, Janessa. Good morning, you too. Good morning, everyone. We continue to watch this squall line. It's making its way across the south, and it's causing damaging wind gusts. Also, the large hail is now just outside of Dallas, Waco. You're up next. Areas in Shreveport to northern Louisiana really seeing that squall line make its way through. Even central Louisiana going to be seeing that in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Also, this storm system will continue to push into the southeast from Atlanta to New Orleans. We still have 15 million under that severe weather this afternoon. That's a look at the big weather story of the day. Here's a closer look at your day ahead. It's all due to this warm air. San Antonio, 85, so slightly cooler than yesterday where they were sitting in the mid-90s, but even for the upper Midwest, finally some calmer weather, lots of sunshine in the mid-70s. Watching this severe weather, it should push out by tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Mm, all right, thank you, Janessa. And in today's quick hits, on the heels of scoring an endorsement from Hillary Clinton, NBC News projects former Vice President Joe Biden has won the Ohio primary. The polling was pushed back from March 17th due to the pandemic and was carried out almost entirely by mail. NBC News also predicting former Democrat Congressman Kwasi Mfume has won a special election for the late Elijah Cummings Maryland House seat. The 71-year-old held a seat for five terms from 87 to 96. And Independent Congressman Justin Amash of Michigan exploring a presidential run as a libertarian. Amash, who left the Republican Party last year, voted in favor of both articles of impeachment against President Trump. It is 40 minutes after the hour. We're going to talk one-on-one -on -one with uh, Dr. 
Mark Boom, who is with Methodist, uh, the Methodist system, and he says that data actually supports a gradual return to business right here in Houston. So let's take a deeper look at that. Traffic is brought to you by JohnEagleHonda.com. We're with you, Houston. We have Bad like that. The most I have to talk to them about is who going in the kitchen, what you going to fix, mostly him. So how you experience? We going live with this here right quick. I haven't done a show in a while. So how you been? How is your experience through this, is this COVID? Well, <laughs> switch it to. <laughs> how my experience with what kids? When you been home, yeah, staying home with your children and not having a job and waiting. Just a whole. I, I love it. But um, at first, you was working. Everything was going fine. And then they told you they were well, laying, laying off all the. No, LBS. they did the stay at home order. The stay at home order. So I chose to stay at home with my kids. Well, you had to. They closed right. schools. Right. They closed the, the daycare. Schools. Exactly. So I told my boss two weeks. You know, I'll be back. But, um, you know, he wanted to let me go. You know, after that two weeks, and that was fine. I've been enjoying my time with my kids, okay. and they've been enjoying me. That's right. And I get to reap some benefits. I get to sit at home and still collect cash from the government. Hey! So it's a blessing. Because at one time, they wasn't giving you none. Okay. Because I know, yeah, I'm still fighting for money. This is the most time I've ever took off in my life, even after having kids. Right. I never took a month off after having no kids. So, oh, whoo I'm on cloud nine. I love it. That's why. That's why I understand how people. But I think it's a mindset thing. You don't bother me. Like I have my moments, of course. Like I'm trying to do something. Like okay, me stop. Then he wanna hit the computer and stuff. Like do what I'm gonna do. But it's also giving you an opportunity to just focus on what you really need to do for yourself. That yeah. people are not taking advantage of. Exactly. They're so busy, you know. Thinking about other crazy stuff like right thinking now. Thinking about going back to normal. That, that's what they. It's normal. It's no more normal. When work don't give a crap exactly. about you. Them jobs don't care. People on my call today were just basically saying, "Oh my gosh, it's so good to see all y'all faces and like just see a face because it's just been it's been really stressful." Like, how how, stressful how can it be stressful house? in your house? That's your, your you get that's to enjoy your, your house. I always told, like I told you in the beginning, I said, if you don't want to sit with yourself, that's a serious problem. No, if you don't want to sit with yourself, why would you want somebody else to sit with you? Exactly. Well, that was like that man. That man was like, um, on the news. Let me see. What did he say on the news? You get a chance to work, buy your home. Now you get a chance to enjoy your home. You you work for all the time. Right, you paid bills. Somebody made me a whole little patio thing. Me and me should out there playing with all the water. Oh yeah, you saw her thing. No, I ain't even there. Oh. But we have to go get this um, these bottles. Yeah, go go get your stuff. Oh my girl, she lazy. She don't get up. Oh my god, that's pretty outside. Yes, baby. Love it. Oh, come, come on, I'm gonna take a walk. Why in the world she sent me a paper check? Then this sent it. Cause it's weird. I mean, I mean, it look, it looks valid, but it comes, it comes to the check thing. What's the name of United Ministries? Yeah, I did on the tax forms for. 
Why she ain't just pay pay you? I know. That's too, that's too much extra. As long as that thing don't check, don't bounce. We are upstairs. Can you write a check? And then you got to show me. Who checks anyway? And you got to gotta show me how to do the um thing because I probably can do the, okay. take a picture of it. When you come yeah. back, when you come is now among the more than 200 scientists from 32 countries that are publishing an open letter to the World Health Organization, urging the agency to revise its guidelines and acknowledge the virus can more easily spread through the air indoors than previously thought. This video from the National Institutes of Health shows droplets highlighted in green staying airborne for more than 12 minutes after someone stopped speaking. The science has shifted. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Initially, public health officials downplayed face coverings, except for health workers. Not anymore. Plan A, don't go in a crowd. Plan B, if you do, make sure you wear a mask. The topic has grown more polarizing. If you don't want to wear a mask, you shouldn't have to. It's a free country. Everyone has the right to do as they please. I don't get to walk into a retail store and light up a cigarette out of my desire to uh, smoke indoors. I shouldn't be able to walk into a retail store not wearing a mask. Harvard University announced online courses for the entire academic year. Across the country, millions of parents and students are now in limbo as school districts weigh the risk for the fall. I'm really worried that if we don't have the mask mandate in place, that the chances of them getting this, bringing it home to me, passing it on to my dad who is 85 or my mother-in-law who is 75, um, is pretty significant. In New York City, restaurants are scrambling to break even by expanding outdoor seating. Right now, we're doing um, about 25 to 30% of what we could do before as far as in-house dining. It's just about being creative. Even though the city is now in phase three of reopening, indoor dining is still not allowed and won't be for the foreseeable future. Francis? Gabe, thank you. With cases of coronavirus skyrocketing in much of the country, today President Trump will take part in a discussion on how to get kids safely back to school. Yesterday, he tweeted that schools must reopen in the fall. The president also turned to Twitter to stoke the flames on several divisive cultural issues. NBC's Peter Alexander has more. During the height of the pandemic, President Trump's turning his attention to NASCAR's only black full-time driver after the FBI determined last month that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime when a noose was found in his assigned garage at Talladega Speedway. The president tweeting, has Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, only to find out the whole thing was just another hoax? But it was not Wallace who reported the noose. Instead, a member of his team found it and alerted NASCAR. Wallace responding, even when it's hate from the POTUS, love wins. The president's also tweeting NASCAR's flag decision, banning the Confederate flag, is hurting its ratings. Does he believe NASCAR should fly the Confederate flag, and why don't they fly it here? The ban on the flag was mentioned in the broader context of the fact that uh, he rejects this notion that somehow NASCAR men and women who go to these sporting events are racist. In fact, NBC Sports says ratings for the race were up nearly 50%, and the president's ally, Lindsey Graham, says he supports NASCAR's ban on the Confederate flag. And if you're in business, the Confederate flag is not a good way to grow your business. 
It comes as the president's trying to capitalize on America's growing cultural divide, going after protesters toppling statues. Their goal is not a better America. Their goal is to end America. And later downplaying the risk from coronavirus with a statement that many public health experts say is misleading. We have tested almost 40 million people. By so doing, we show cases, 99% of which are totally harmless. While the death rate remains low, hospitalizations in many states are increasing. And in a case that could impact the fall's election, the Supreme Court unanimously ruled that presidential electors, part of the Electoral College, cannot break ranks and can be forced to support the winner of their state's popular vote. Philip? Thanks, Peter. The CEO of the NAACP is speaking out about the Stop Hate for Profit campaign against Facebook. The campaign was launched in the wake of the death of George Floyd to pressure Facebook to do more about hate speech on its sites. It should not be a useful tool to recruit uh, uh, individuals to participate in white supremacy and use racial hate speech, gender hate speech, anti-Semitic speech, and other harmful speech. More than 400 corporations have joined the boycott by pulling their ad spending on the site. Facebook executives are set to meet with representatives of of the organizations who are leading the boycott today. All right, let's get a check on our weather with NBC meteorologist Janessa Webb. Yeah, see what's happening, you guys. They have a private organization on Facebook that's totally white supremacist. Okay, and it was a private group, and one of the NAWCP, I, I think I didn't say too many acronyms, exposed it. And, and of course, let's see, let's, let's turn this down. Of course, that's why the ban is there. And there's a lot of other information that is happening all over the world. And I'm going to purposely, purposely share all of this with you guys out here so you just won't be tunnel vision on one form of information. All of this is wrapping up. It is coming to the point where um, um, the, uh, the new president needs to be elected this November and this COVID-19, the protests, all of this have a significant impact on where are we going forward in this 21st century, okay? And so, as I get it, I'm going to share it. Okay? God bless you guys. The man that just, uh, that, that the, the, the president of Brazil, he called him, he said it was a hoax. Right? Now he got it. Now look at it. Yep. <laughs> It's the, and I'm not trying to say that everybody's going to get this and die. That's right. not what I'm trying to say. Right. We probably know that if we didn't do anything, 20% of the world population would probably die, okay, with, by, to get the herd immunity. But the point is that right now, not saying that everybody's going to die to get the disease. What I'm saying is that we don't want anybody to die. Right. Okay? We don't want anybody to die. Um, okay. So check on that for, 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 your, for your people, Okay. Um, oh yeah, this is a good one. Uh, we had some politicians that said, you know, we should start stopping test, stopping the testing, because you know, um, no, we don't, we don't think that. Uh, Ingrid Gurrier said that we asked if the um, 
if the uh, the, if mosquitoes are carriers. This is really not a bloodborne illness, so mosquitoes mosquitoes generally are not something you should be worried about. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. And yes, you could make your own um, hand sanitizer. If you go online, you could actually make your own hand sanitizer. You don't actually have to go and buy hands hand sanitizer. Um, but you know, stopping testing that would probably help us. That's silly. That makes no sense. It's like, yeah, yeah, why don't we just stop doing mammograms and then breast cancer will go away. Let's stop checking for prostate cancer and then it'll just go away. Let's stop testing for, you know, strep throat and then it just will go away. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So when these people are telling you this stuff, I want y'all to seriously, uh, and I, I said this on national news the other day too. If these people that are talking to you don't have a bunch of letters after their names, you're doing a disservice when you post things that you don't know are true. Right. Okay. I know we like to, to post things and I know we are concerned about everybody, but please don't just post these things. You know what I mean? Right. If you don't know, please, because it could be a problem. All right. I'm looking at uh, my Instagram. You know, they have, Instagram has a little issue sometimes with this. So anyway, my Instagram folks, if you can't see me right now, please flip over to Facebook. All right. Um, so, stopping test doesn't doesn't do anything. They added a couple of new things to the um, to to new conditions to the pre-existing illness that are put you at, at bigger risk. Mm-hmm. Okay, put you at bigger risk. All right. So one of them is obesity, and one of them is being pregnant. That's new. We might have an issue with breast milk, so we need to hold the phones on this because we're not really sure. But but. But the CDC has put these two new indications on this, okay? Oh, please go vote. Somebody put on there, please go go vote. It's so important. Um, so I need you to, uh, to, to do this, all right? I need you to understand that obesity is a risk factor now. Not morbid obesity. Okay? And also, somebody just put on there, only reputable doctors at, at first. That's true. You got a bunch of crazy people out here saying all kind of stuff. But I think that, you know, the CNNs, you know, the MSNBCs, the ABC, CBSs, these correspondents, I'm with NBC. You know, we work on this stuff all day. Right. You know, to try to bring you the best information. And no, nobody's perfect, okay? Right. But people that have, you know, these types of reputable backgrounds, you should you should follow them, Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to be bringing it to you raw. Some people don't like that. One guy said, he's like, I really love what you do, Dr. Abair, on this Facebook thing. But you um, you make too many jokes and it throws me off. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then don't watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is very difficult programming right. that I'm having to do. And I like to laugh. I have to have fun because you, have, you to have, have fun, fun in this crazy. That's right. right. So I'm still, I'm going to break in with little jokes and stuff all the time because this is who I am. That's okay, right. So if you don't like it, get off. It's cool. That's right. Okay. So. Another thing. Tell them, Dr. Right? Bear. The obesity and the pregnancy. Not morbid obese, folks. Which means, you know how many people of, of y'all on here? How many, like, of this 2,500, 3,000 people on here are obese? A lot of us. A lot. The, if you don't, don't want to know, don't go, go. Go check out your BMI calculator. Okay, now it doesn't really work well on everybody. I know it. I don't want to hear all that. Oh, it doesn't work well for black people, blah, blah. If you got a big gut right now, you're obese. Well, I'm obese. I'm not sugarcoating this for y'all because sugarcoating <laughs> well, would make I got a big gut. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, no. 
we all have gained weight, okay? We all have gained weight. But like I told you 120 days ago, I told you this day was coming. Did I not tell you that obesity was going to be put on this and you had 120 days to get Ouch. high school fine? Did I not tell you? Yeah, you did. Ouch. Now, look what happened. We're seeing that not just morbidly obese, but obese people are at increased risk. So now, I'm giving you, you know we didn't even go through to phase three yet, except in New York. We didn't go to phase three, so you got some more time. Go look at my Kiss Meal plan. I got people on it. People on the Kiss Meal plan losing 30, 40 pounds in 30 days. I'm telling you, it's on the, it's on the website. You need to go do it. Don't be calling me trying to figure things out. Well, can you do this? And this? No, just do what's on there. You don't make it difficult. Okay, we got to get to this uh, this face mask issue. This face mask issue is driving me crazy. Okay? Yes, it masks, is. Right? For the last time, and I I, I want to really say, I don't I know it's not gonna be the last time. I know it's not. I know it's not. But I, I I'm going to say it. Masks do not cause you to be hypoxic and have health problems. Okay. Now the reason why they don't is because when you breathe out, you breathe out oxygen. Okay. Okay? No. See? I'm confusing myself. When when you breathe, you breathe in oxygen. Okay. And you breathe out CO2. The CO2 goes out. Okay? There are a couple of studies out there that say if you have the mask on for 12 plus hours, and you have an N95 mask, can you recirculate a little CO2? Sure. But there is no huge problem with you wearing a mask all day. I mean, we... We got surgeons been wearing these masks for 22 hours. I mean, I've been on call in the hospital and wore a mask for 20 hours. It's not, we don't have a decrease in oxygen, okay? That's not the way it works. I mean, you go online and look at some of the doctors that will put put the mask on and just keep it on and then leave, leave the, the pulse oximeter on their finger and you can just watch it. They do a time elapse thing, so they have it on for six hours, nothing, okay? And even if, even if you did, at this point, it's worth not getting coronavirus at this point, right? right? Especially if you are obese or have a pre-existing illness. Also, the 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 the, uh, the mask, the surgical mask, if you wear it for a long time, pieces of them fall off. Can they get lodged in your lungs and cause you some kind of problems? Anything can happen in the world. But by large, that's not the case. If the mask starts getting old, throw it away, okay? But... I don't want you out there wearing, not wearing a mask because you think that you're going to have some problem later on in life because you don't have enough oxygen in your lungs like over a period of time. No, no. And also, if you feel that way, take the mask off a couple times a day. I mean, you don't have to wear it constantly. Right, right. Right? You know, you just don't. When you wear the mask around when you're outside or when you're around a bunch of people. People, right. Okay? So don't, I don't want to hear all that. that they, they, I do not. They don't have understanding. Because when you, you know, if, if you wear the N95, if you have one, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others. If you wear just a regular surgical mask, you're protecting others. But if everybody did that, every other would be protected, which means we'd be okay. We'd be like uh, uh, these other countries. It, They're seeing the it, numbers go down. Italy, yeah. I mean, Florida. I mean, California went, had to go back into hibernation. Florida. About to I mean, it just down numbers too. going through the roof. Yeah. I did. If you had told me that I'd be still here talking about this in July <laughs> in phase two, not being able to go to phase three, the people didn't want to wear a mask. I, man, this ain't no phase two. We still in phase one. So, um, latest thing on uh, with the PPIs. Have you heard about this one? 
came out today. If you have reflux, everybody's got reflux, right? People got to take these uh, uh, Zantac, which had another issue this year, Pepsin. Okay, those are not PPIs. PPI is a proton pump inhibitor, like a Prilosec, right? So if you're on one, a lot of y'all are on one. <laughs> I don't mean PPI, you just on one. <laughs> y'all stay on one. But if you're on a PPI, okay, and you um, there's a study that has come out today that says you are at increased risk of COVID-19 infection. Oh yeah, if you didn't see it, it just came out. My job is to bring you the information, you know. So basically, let me look at what, what they say here. They looked at 53,000 people. Um, uh, they're, they're saying that the reason why it's called, you're getting this is because of um, hypochlorhydria. Hypochlorhydria. And what does that mean? That means that you have decreased stomach acid. And when you have decreased stomach acid, you have stomach acid in your stomach for a reason. Okay. Right? So if you take all these PPIs, you have decreased stomach acid. And those people, if you took the PPI two times a day, they have a fourfold increase in getting uh, COVID-19 infection. All right? So, um, hold on a second here. Um, I'm just going to do this real quick for them. This is my uh, Instagram, folks. Sometimes, you know, if I'm on here for too long, they I don't know, they just cut me off. Why, but I'm, I'm going back right here. Live. There we go. Sorry, folks. All right. So we hope, hopefully, they'll be back on. All right. So, um, Jesus, take the wheel with this kind of this, this, this uh, technical <laughs> stuff because I, you know, I'm like I'm, I'm too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed. <laughs> GP, are you with me? <laughs> so, um, so that's the deal with that. With the PPI. So if you are on a PPI, okay, I need you to try to start scaling that back. I want you to start scaling back your PPI anyway, because we know that there has been some issues with long-term PPI use, proton pump inhibitor for reflux. The study also found that if you were taking an H2 blocker, like the Pepsid or Zantac or any one of those things, it did not cause an increased risk of COVID-19 infection. Okay, that's very good. But those two things also have another have other issues. So what we want you to do is try to pull back from some of these medicines that y'all are taking unless you really need them. Because if you are having a lot of reflux, then that can cause a disease called Barrett's esophagus. Mm. Barrett's esophagus is a condition in which the acid from your stomach is coming up so much that it's burning a hole in, I mean, I'm burning the area of your esophagus that's not supposed to have acid on it, and it's a precancerous condition. All right, so if that's the case, then you need to consult your doctor, okay? Because I'm not trying to take you off of medicine. What I'm saying, though, is that this is part of it. You need to understand, okay? All right. I love y'all, too. People say, I love you, doc. I love y'all, too. That's why I'm here. This is so important. So important, all right? Uh, my Instagram, folks, I'm sorry what happened. I mean, it's just sometimes I'm going to have five bars here. Kind of like the amount of bars that all you folks been going to while y'all supposed to be in quarantine. No more bars, folks. No more bars. That's the worst case. Please, no more bars. All right? Um, okay. So I saved the best for last. Save the best for last. And that's going to be the uh, the issue with the, uh, the airborne. All right, I'm going to sit back on this one because you know what? I want to get y'all get a video, get an effect of this. These are my keys, okay? Keys. Watch this. What were my keys a couple minutes ago? A couple seconds ago? Let's try it again. This is a scientific experiment. What were my keys? Mm-hmm. 
Weren't they airborne? They were airborne one day. They were. Anything that you throw through the air is airborne at some point. You been know that. You just inhale my keys and get keys in the nose? <laughs> no, you couldn't, could you? Because my keys are heavy. And they like to fall to the ground. Let's try. <laughs> Can't do it, can you? Okay? That's the concept of aerosolized versus airborne. Okay. So what I want you to understand here is that nobody is, is trying to say, throughout the beginning of this, we've said the reason why you have to wear a face shield is because the virus travels through the air. And it is airborne. Okay? When it travels through the air, just like my keys. Okay? But the issue becomes how long does it stay in the air? And so, what, basically what happened was, once again, what had happened was, um, these, uh, these doctors, 239 doctors to be exact, wrote an open letter to say that the reason why that we aren't saying uh, uh, that the virus is airborne and we're saying it's aerosolized is because we're, if we say it's airborne, people are going to freak the hell out and, and it's going to be over. So if you want to say, I mean, I, I would rather everybody freak out and stay inside or wear your mask than say aerosolized and people act like it ain't a big deal. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want you to think that the virus has changed. Okay? The virus didn't change. Mutating is not changing whether it's the weight of it. See, this is what we got to remember. When we talked about the r not concept of r not the infectivity of a virus, where that comes from? The r not of this virus is about two to three, sometimes it can be five, right? In certain situations, and we've seen this, right? So that means if you have it, five people around you would theoretically get it. That's how effective it is. Ineffective, okay? With Ebola, it's like two, two to three, okay? Same thing. With measles, it's 18. 18 people around you would get it. 18 people. Because it's airborne. Meaning that it goes out and, and measles is a small, 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 small virus. And that's where the weight comes in. Okay? Because the weight of the virus makes it so that it will either float or it will fall to the ground or fall onto a surface. And how long it floats makes it more airborne. If that makes sense, okay? And I want you to think about this very simply. There's a lot more science to this that I can go into. It takes hours and hours and hours and hours to discuss this. You, you didn't go to medical school, and you know what? It's okay, because you don't need to have. That's what I'm here for, okay? But I want you to understand. When, when, when I treat a patient, right? When I explain to them, something may change in what you're telling me, but if it's not going to change what you do, then why should we talk about it? If it's airborne, shouldn't you wear a mask? Mm -hmm. If it's airborne, shouldn't you stay inside? If it's airborne, shouldn't you wash your hands? Yeah. If it's airborne, shouldn't you use hand sanitizer? Yes, so what difference does it make if you say airborne or aerosolized? What difference does it make? And we know there are viruses that are more airborne, if you want to put it like that, more apt to, when you sneeze, go further, because it will infect, and these will infect 18 people, right. over this one, infecting three to five, at most, okay, and I'm not, and one thing, I please, don't, don't come on here and start getting mad at me, because I'm trying to, you know, go with the party line here, 
I'm not saying that. I just don't want y'all to get worked up with every headline that comes out thinking that something's going to be different. It's the same thing if you've been doing what you're supposed to do. Right. I don't care what they say it is. You wouldn't have a problem. Right. Okay? That's what I want you to wrap your mind around. So, these 239 doctors, that's what they're saying. They're saying that they need to say that it's airborne so people could be a little bit more shocked. People could take it a little more seriously because, you know, when y'all say airborne, all you think is the movies, outbreak and all this other kind of stuff. You walk outside, you know, and then, you know, nobody's around, you just freak out. That's what they, they want. They want, those 239 doctors want you to feel like that so you'll wear your mask. And I don't have a problem with them saying that. I, I get it. I just want y'all to understand the science behind this, okay? Just want y'all to understand the science behind this, so that you'll understand that it's not—it's it, not necessarily that the virus is changing, okay? I hope I can get that home for you, okay, so that you could understand. All right, uh, there was one more thing. Somebody was talking about the blood type issue. We do have studies that are not—that are not. Um, there's evidence, but no proof. And we've talked about this before, so I don't want to belabor this point about the that type O and type A positive blood, right? So type A, they were saying that you're more likely to get the virus, and type O, you're more likely to not, right? The data's still out on it. There's some data saying that it may be true, but, you know, once again, if you don't, if you have A, are you going to wear a mask more often? You shouldn't be wanting to wear anything more. Well, you should be doing what you're supposed to do, right? So that's my point to you. You know, what my grandfather used to tell me, if if um, if you don't know what to do, then don't do anything. Just do what you've been doing. And that was the problem why we are at the point where we are, we are now is because we doing great, trying to flatten the curve, and then we stopped doing it. So doing something else, then numbers went back. And it's not the people's right, fault, so though, Dr. Abat. It's the leader's okay. fault. Um, folks, uh, uh, we're, at, we're at the point where we're you 25 know? minutes in. Y'all know I got a beautiful little girl at home I got to go see. But I could not let this um, let this, this moment go without yeah. telling you that I'm very concerned yeah. about you. I'm extremely concerned yeah, about you appreciate and myself. It. Yeah, appreciate um, it. I want us to be happy and healthy. I'm concerned about school. I, and I, I, everybody out here that's writing about school, trust me, I understand that you. Um, I didn't. I didn't go into it a lot. See, Tammy Hollins is asking about it. Um, everybody's asked about it. Um, I'm on the task force uh, for school reentry for my uh, region, and um, it's just a hard thing. Yeah, it so, is. We haven't decided. That's just honest God truth. I'm scared. I, I'm I, I'm not really scared about my daughter going back to school because the children it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared about the teachers, yeah. and the faculty, and the staff, um, and them and taking it home to their families. That's what I am. Okay. Well, so thank you, Doc. I talk a lot, but I am concerned about at this moment. You know, you can't stay in one place in life. Right. You're either gonna go forward or you're gonna go backwards. Right. We have gone backwards. And we can't really afford to do that as a people. We can't afford to go backwards, especially when we know um, what we need to do to go forwards. So if you have friends out there that are, you know, uh, anti-vaxxers and friends out there that are, you know, uh, deniers, you know, of of this being uh, a a real disease or it's a hoax or it's a, you know. I know it's a real disease. 
Because I know what the Lord tells me. But, but, you guys, you just got to mass up. That's all. Protect yourself while you're going out there. That's all. Because the leaders are really conflicted. And I thank God for Dr. Bear out of New Orleans, Louisiana. He keeps us posted. He is literally a MD, a doctor. You can go to his website, um, Facebook, Dr. Corey Abair, MD. He'd be on every day possible to give us um, at least some sound news to keep us updated. And so, like I stated before, as I get it, I'm going to share it with you guys. Okay? God bless you all. Good night.